I want you to shout hallelujah. I want us to lift up our voice and begin to worship the King of Kings. Let's begin to give him praise. Let's give him honor. Let's give him adoration. Ancient of days, we worship you. Lord, we magnify your name. We thank you for every member of our family. We thank you for our nation. We thank you for our leaders. Father, we say be glorified and be exalted. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for your awesome presence in our lives. Father, we say be exalted and be magnified. In the name of Jesus, for what you intend to do for us tonight. Lord, we give you all the glory. Lord, we give you all the honor. In the name of Jesus, I want us to open our mouth. Let's give him praise. Let's give him praise. Today is the last Sunday in the month of February. I want us to thank God for his grace upon us. Let's thank him for his protection. Let's thank him for preservation of our lives from the beginning of this year. Father, we say be glorified and be exalted. In the name of Jesus, I want us to begin to ask for his mercy tonight. Lord, we pray for mercy. Be merciful unto us. In the name of Jesus, be merciful unto us. Lord, have mercy upon us. By your mercy, forgive us all our sins tonight. In the name of Jesus, by your mercy. Let the windows and doors of heaven be opened unto us. And let there be a pony of your grace in the name of Jesus. By your mercy, answer us speedily tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to lift up our voice. We are going to come against every contrary power, every contrary forces that may want to hinder our prayers. I want us to lift up our voice and say, Lord, tonight, let every contrary power let every contrary spirit that may want to hinder our prayer be consumed by fire. 
In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Masata yalagabadalika Let every contrary spirit, every contrary power be consumed by fire. In the name of Jesus, Lord, have your way tonight. In the name of Jesus, let your glory and your presence overshadow us tonight as we call upon your name. In the name of Jesus, open the heavens over us. Let every contrary power, every contrary spirit operating from the air, operating from the water, or operating from the land be consumed by fire. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let tonight's prayer meeting be a miracle night. A miracle night. In the name of Jesus, have your way in our midst. Do what you alone can do. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Now, I want us to go to our prophetic prayers. I want you to open your Bible with me to the book of Psalm number 23. Psalm 23, verse 1. Just one single verse. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now, this psalm was written by David. As we all know, David was a shepherd. So he understands the operation of a shepherd. So what we are just going to be praying about is three things. Three things that the Lord can do for us as a shepherd. Number one, we want to pray that in the journey of this week, the Lord will be our provider. Because the sheep cannot, they cannot, they can't fend for themselves. The sheep don't, they don't know where to get pasture. It is the shepherd that know where they can get green pasture for their soul and for their, for their, for their, for their body. I want us to lift up our voice. The book of Isaiah chapter 40 verse 11. And the Bible says, and we feed his flock like a shepherd. This is the promise of God to us that he will feed us the same way shepherds feed their, their sheep. He will feed the flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. This is talking about the, the mercy of the Lord. The, 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 this is talking about the providence of, of God to take care of us as our shepherd. I want you to lift up your voice and say, Lord, in the journey of this week, because you are my shepherd, be my provider. In the name of Jesus, Lord, provide for all my needs. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth. The book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, the Bible says, And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, in the journey of this week, provide for all our needs. Meet all our needs in the name of Jesus. Because you are our shepherd, our eyes are on you, O God. Provide for all our needs in the name of Jesus. For those that need healing in their body. Father, we pray that this week you will provide healing for them. In the name of Jesus. For those that need that need consolation in their hearts. Lord, we pray that in this week you will provide consolation for them. For those that need comfort. Lord, we pray that this week you will provide comfort for them. For those that need joy. Lord, bring joy to their hearts. In the name of Jesus, the book of Matthew chapter 6 verse 32, the Bible says, For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. Although God knows that we have needs, He knows about our needs, but He still wants us to ask Him. 
I want you to open your mouth. Whatever you need God to do for you in this week, I want you to begin to present it before him. If you have interview in this week, begin to tell him about it. Lord, we pray that in the journey of this week, you will be our shepherd and you will meet all our needs. In the name of Jesus, we shall not lack for comfort. We shall not lack for a good pasture. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I pray for you this morning, this evening, that in the journey of this week, the Lord will be your shepherd. He will provide for all your needs. In the name of Jesus, I pray that in the journey of this week, the Lord will meet your spiritual needs. He will meet your emotional needs. He will meet all your physical needs. In the name of Jesus, you will not lack for comfort. You will not lack for joy. You will not lack for peace. You will not even lack for fortunes in the journey of this week. In the name of Jesus, for those who are sick in their body, oh God, we pray that in the journey of this week, you will heal them. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Now, the second thing that a shepherd can do is that a shepherd can be a protector. And that is what God is to us, is our protector. The book of Psalm 41 verse 2, the Bible says, The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. I want somebody to say amen to that. Even though there may be wars and rumors of war, even though there may be famine, the Bible said, The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive and he will be blessed on the heart. Look at that. For somebody, you will be blessed in the name of Jesus. And you will not deliver him to the will of his enemy. Look at that. I want us to lift up our voice. We are going to crown to God and say, My Father, because you are my shepherd, Lord, in the journey of this week, protect me. I want us to pray this prayer for all our family members all over the world. Let's pray for protection. Let's pray for protection. Let's pray for protection for our land. Let's pray for protection for our cities. Lord, we pray because you are our shepherd. Protect us from all evil, from all danger. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth. We pray for protection for our children as they go to their schools. We pray for protection over our cities, over our malls. We pray for protection over our communities. Let there be protection in the name of Jesus. Lord, keep us from the evil one and keep us from evil in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth, open your mouth. In the journey of this week, Lord, avert evil away from us. Protect us from the wicked one. Protect us from the arrows of the wicked. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Lord, because you are our shepherd, protect us. Give us maximum protection. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I pray for you that in the journey of this week, the Lord will give you maximum protection. In the name of Jesus, you and your family will not be casualty of evil. In the name of Jesus. And any power, any power that has been assigned to attack you in the journey of this week, I pray that the power shall be terminated to tonight. In the name of Jesus, it is done. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Now, I want us to know, this will lead to our third point. The shepherd, do you know, the shepherd also is the source of power for the sheep. Now, if you look at the sheep, they don't have horns. To fight or to defend themselves, they are very harmless, and that's why God also is to us because He's our shepherd. He's our shepherd. The sheep cannot; they can't fight. They they can't even defend themselves. They can't fight, 
and they cannot even defend themselves. They need to depend on the shepherd for, 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 for power. For power. Oh my God. For Anytime they, 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 the enemies try to attack them, it is the shepherd that can defend them because they depend on the shepherd for power. Now I want us to know that if we are going to take the Lord as our shepherd, let us depend on him for power. Oh my God. Let us what? Let us depend on him for power. The book of Isaiah chapter 40 verse 29, the Bible says he gives power to the weak. So if you are weak tonight, I want you to know that you are a candidate for power. It gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, it increases their strength. For somebody tonight, the Lord will give you power. In the name of Jesus. I said for somebody tonight, the Lord will strengthen you. In the name of Jesus. In fact, in Psalm 29 verse 11, Psalm 29 verse 11, the Bible said the Lord will give strength to his people. Now, let me ask you, are you, are, do you belong to the people of God? If you belong to the people of God, then this verse of scripture is for you. The Bible said the Lord will give strength to his people. And the Lord will bless his people with peace. I want us to lift up our voice. We are going to crown to God and say, my father, in the journey of this week, Lord, give me power and strength to overcome all opposition, to overcome all the powers of the wicked. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Lord, we pray for new power, new strength. Empower us to overcome every opposition of darkness. To overcome the powers of the enemies. In the name of Jesus, because you are our shepherd. Lord, empower us. I want somebody to crown to God for power. Power, 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 power. Lord, we pray for power. Power to overcome evil. Power to overcome the wicked ones. Power to work in dominion. Lord, empower us. In the name of Jesus, we shall not be casualties in the journey of this week. Let us be empowered. Let our children be empowered. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I pray for you because you have made the Lord your shepherd. In the journey of this week, the Lord will defend you. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you that the Lord will support you. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will be your source of power. In the name of Jesus, in this week, you will not lack for any good thing. In the name of Jesus, in this week, the Lord will protect you. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you that, that the Lord who is your shepherd will provide for all your needs. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because we know that you have done it. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let somebody shout hallelujah. I want to welcome every one of us to tonight's prayer meeting. And I'm believing God that tonight the Lord will do something new and something marvelous for us. In the name of Jesus. I don't know the burden on your hearts. But I want you to know that you are before the King of Kings. Who knows about your need. He knows about your body. And I, I want to promise you that before the end of this prayer meeting of tonight, your body would have been lifted. In the name of Jesus, that thing that is making you to cry, the Lord will attend to it tonight. In the name of Jesus, in fact, in the journey of this week, your testimony will multiply. In the name of Jesus, I want somebody to say amen three times. Amen, 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 and amen. I want us to open our Bible to the book of John chapter 14. We have been working on this um, chapter of the scripture for some time and we have been talking about the role of the Holy Spirit 
but because this is a chapter this is a chapter that we we focus on we want to move on uh maybe in the future we'll still continue about talking about the holy spirit in this chapter like if you go to verse 26 of john 14 you will see jesus talking about the holy spirit again so we are just going to take some break and then before the end of this chapter john 14 that we are working on we are still coming back to talk about the holy spirit but tonight we are going to be reading from john 14 19 to 24 John 14, 19 to 24, the Bible says, A little while, a little while longer, and the world will see me no more. This was Jesus speaking to his disciples. He said, A little while longer, and the world will see me no more. Because Christ, don't forget, the, the book of John 14, you know, John 13 to 14, It was, it was uh, a closed door meeting, a closed door meeting. Uh, at this point, Judas was already out of the meeting. He was not there. He left in chapter thirteen. Now, the, the Jesus Christ now said, "He said a little while longer, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Look at that. You will see me, because I live, you will live also." And look at verse twenty. At that day, you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has, who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Verse 22, Judas, not his carrier, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. And he who does not love me does not keep my commandments or my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. Tonight, we want to look at another privilege that we have as believers and that that's the, the the privilege is the privilege of the indwelling of the father and of the son that's an, another privilege we have the privilege of what the indwelling of the father and of the son in us i want us to know that as believers we, we have we have god the father and god the son dwelling in us dwelling in us dwelling in us the book of romans chapter 5 verse 5 romans chapter 5 verse 5 the bible says and the love of god has been shed abroad in our hearts by the holy spirit which is given unto us look at that the love of god has been shed abroad in our hearts by the holy spirit who has been given to us i want us to know that not only is the holy spirit in dwelling in us we also have god the father and God the Son dwelling in us. Now, because of that, I'm going to give us three points that talks about the dimension of God's love for us. Because God dwelling in us, I want to examine the dimension of His love. The dimension of His love for us. And I want us to know that, you know, I was I was talking to my wife just not too long. I said in, in the Garden of Eden, 
when God visited Adam and Eve, God left the angels in heaven. He left the thousand innumerable companies of angels. He left them in heaven where he was being worshipped to come and have fellowship with Adam and Eve. Can you imagine that? That's talking about the love of God. God wants to mingle. He wants to, want to connect with Adam and Eve. And he left the place of worship. He left the place where they are, where they are crying to one another and they were worshipping him. He left the place to come and spend time with Adam and Eve. And that is talking about the love of God. Number one. Number one. The first thing I want to mention about the manifestations of God's love is that there was a past manifestation of his love to the disciples. There was a past a past manifestation of his love. Now, when I say God the Father and God the Sons are dwelling in us, it's talking about their love for us. It is a manifestation of love. I know I, I, I use something to, to, to give an example to my wife. I say, can you imagine Joe Biden traveling to Delaware every week in the presidential jet to go and visit one of his grandchildren? Every week, do know people will say, "Why, why is he waiting, wasting the taxpayers' money to go, to be visited? Why, why is he not staying at White House and enjoy the privilege of the president? Why can't he just stay there where he has attendance, where he has security, people attending to him?" And that's the same thing that God did for Adam and Eve. Every now and then, God come down from heaven to come and have fellowship with them, and that is because of His love. Because of his love. So number one, there, there was a past manifestation of God's love to the disciple of Jesus. And that's what we see in that John 14, John 14 from verse 19 to 20. The Bible says, a little while longer and the world will see me no more. Do not the world, Jesus came for the world, but even the world, the people of the world rejected him. He came out of love, but they rejected him. <laughs> I pray in the name of Jesus that we are not going to reject our helpers. No, rejection, rejection is something so bad. Do you know, for even between husband and wife, rejection, rejection. Rejection can break marriage. Rejection can make husband and wife, although they are sleeping on the same bed, but they are one million distance apart from each other. Rejection. Maybe the, the husband is rejecting the wife, or the wife is rejecting the husband. And this was what Jesus went through. In John chapter 1 verse 11, the Bible says, He came unto his own, and his own did not receive him. Look at that. The, his own did not receive him. They rejected him. So that was why Jesus Christ said in verse 19 of that John 14, He said, A little while longer, and the world will see me no more. Because they have rejected me. I'm going back to my father. But you will see me. It's a different thing with the disciples. Jesus told the disciples, he gave them the assurance that they will see him again. And look at the next thing he said. He said, because I live, you will also live. I want somebody to say amen to that. that and that's where we, there is a son that says, because he live, I can't I can face tomorrow. Because he's li he lives, all sorrow is gone. So because Christ lived, we, we are also going to live. Now, I want us to know that no matter what may be going on in the world now, it has already been prophesied in Matthew chapter 24. And that should give us assurance that Christ is still living with us. He's not going to leave us alone to, to be uh, afflicted. You know, all these things being 
you know, all the rumors of war, you know, all this evil going on here and there, it has been prophesied. But I want us to know that before it will get so bad, the disciples will have been raptured out of this world. The disciples will have been raptured. Maybe, maybe along the line, we might do some studies on, on things that will happen in the last days. So that many of us can have some balance in our thinking. You know, the, the evil that is coming to the world, you know, before it will get so bad, we will have been out of here. It's not going to meet us here. It's not going to meet us here. So Jesus told the disciples, he said, because I live, you will also live. You will also live. And look at verse 20. And at that day, you will know that I am in my Father. And you are in me and I in you. That's like a sandwich. We, are, we, are, we have been sandwiched in between God the Father and God the Son. We are in the middle. Christ is in us. We are in Christ. Christ is in the Father. The Father is in Christ. And we have, we, have, we, have, we, have, we have all been sandwiched together. Now, tell me, how will the enemy be able to approach us? If we are already in Christ, <laughs> and Christ is in God. So tell me, what kind of arrow will the enemy shoot that will penetrate against us? That's, that's, a, that's a good news to us. And, you know, Christ did it because of his love. So we, we see that in the, the, there was a past manifestation of his love, number one, to his disciples. Because at that point when Christ was talking about things that will happen, they were already sorrowful in their hearts. Because their helper was going. They are, they, you know, Jesus was their first helper. But he promised them that another empire is coming that will be living on the inside of them. So they were sorrowful. And Christ gave them the confidence and the assurance that don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Because I, I am in you and the Father is also in you. The book of John chapter 1 verse 29. I want us to know when Christ said that um, the world will not see him. The first time Christ came... He came as a lamb. I said, that's why they, they, they kill him at a tender age, at the age of 33 and a half years. That was where Christ was killed. He came as a lamb. He was led like a lamb to be slaughtered. They kill him. Now, the second time Christ will come, he will come as a lion. He will come as a lion. And at that point, judgment is coming to the whole world. Judgment is coming. Now, if, if you read the book of Revelation, I don't have time. Maybe, you know, as I said, we, we, we can't go deep into detail. But if you go and read the book of Revelation, chapter 16, you will see that a time will come when an angel will be sent to pour the wrath of God. Seven wrath of God upon the whole heart. The wrath of God. But at that point, the disciple will have been gone. You know, in Revelation, the Revelation chapter 16 was talking about the river Euphrates. He said that river will dry up. You know, you know, some people have been talking about that river drying up. Although it is one of the things that was mentioned, but before it will get to that point, when the river will completely dry up, we will have left the world. All this crazy stuff that will happen will not meet us here as disciples. But it's, it, the fact that we are hearing about it now is talking about the fact that we are closer to the end of the time. And that should make us to prepare. So when Christ will come back, he will come back as a lion to judge and to pronounce judgment on the world. Then number two, number two, there is also a present manifestation of his love 
to believers to contemporary believers there is also a present manifestation of his love to us we are the contemporary believers we are the one living right now christ is still manifesting his love god is still manifesting his love in us by dwelling on our inside by dwelling on our inside the book of john 14 let's 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 read verse 21 john 14 21 the bible says he who has my commandments and keep them look at that it is he who loves me so how do we know that we love god we are going to continue to keep his commandments and that is one of the ways we can prepare ourselves for the second coming things will not get better let's listen to what i'm saying many more evil will take place but as believers we need to live ready we need to make sure we are walking in in the commandment of god and that's why jesus said those that love me they will keep my commandments and he who loves me will be loved by my father and i will love him and manifest myself to him can you see that the more we walk in obedience to his commandment the more christ will manifest himself unto us that's the promise that's the promise now if you, if you jump to verse 20 verse 23 and 24 the bible said jesus answered and said to, to him if anyone loves me he will keep my word and my father will love him look at that he repeated it again and we will come to him and make our home with him look at that the 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 the, the secret is if we want god to make his abode in us we need to keep his word we need to love show that we love him by keeping his commandment that is how christ and god will dwell on our hearts jesus said anyone that loves me and keep my word i am my father we make our home with him verse 24 and he who does not love me does not keep my word and the word which you hear is not mine but the word is from my father so how how are we going to invite god and christ into our hearts by keeping his commandments by walking in obedience by walking in obedience and, and that's how he will continue to manifest himself unto us it's very very important then number three because i want us to go and pray number three there is also going to be a future manifestation when jesus return there's going to be a future manifestation when Jesus returned, just like I said earlier, you know, let's go back to John 14, verse 19. Jesus said, A little longer, a little while longer, and the world will see me no more. Look at that, because they rejected him. But you will see me because I live, you will also live. Now, when Jesus said, You will see me, he's talking about the time when he will return. When he will return. And this is this this is this is this is what we need to to prepare for on daily basis. For those of us that want to see Christ when He comes back to take us home, we must live a ready life. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. In Second Peter chapter three verse nine, the Bible says, "The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us." not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance 
Now, one of the reasons why Christ has delayed his coming is because Christ wants to give opportunities for sinners to be saved. In fact, the Bible says in the book of Matthew 24 that Christ will not come until when the gospel has been preached all over the world as a witness to the people. And that's why you and I, this is the time we need to start talking about Christ's second coming to people around us. This is the time we need to start talking about Christ. We need to start preaching. We need to start letting people know that Christ is coming back. We need, because everything is pointing to the fact that we are in the latter ends. And Christ is coming back. And why the reason why he has not come back now is because more people still need to repent. But they need to hear the gospel from our mouths. In, in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4, the Bible says, who we have all men to be saved. Look at that. It is not the will of God that anybody should go to hellfire. It's not the will of God. Anyone that died in their sin and go to hell, there is no more redemption for them. They, they're going to be there forever and ever and ever and ever. And that's why we need to send the warning now. We need to take the trumpet and begin to blow it. Blow it at our place of work. Blow it among our friends. Blow it among our family members that Christ is coming back. We need to be preparing. We don't have time anymore. Somebody should not say, well, let me just continue to live my life like this. Maybe when I'm 80, when I turn 90, you, who knows when, if you are going to reach 90 before you pass on? Who knows? I don't know when I will die. I don't know when I will leave this world. But one thing is that we have to keep preparing for eternity. The Bible says we will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. God wants all men to come to the knowledge of the truth before they leave this world. Now, let me, let me tell us this. A time will come for those that may reject the message, they will still have the knowledge of the truth, but it may be late for them. Because everybody will still bow to Christ. People who are going to go to hell, they will still know, they will act, that's when they will acknowledge the truth about Christ. But at that point, it will be too late for them. It will be too late. It will be too late. So Christ is coming back. And his second coming in the future is to manifest himself to us. And that's when all tears will be wiped away from our eyes. Revelation talk about that. When, when all tears shall be wiped away from our eyes. And, and, and there will be no more deaths. Look at that. There shall be no more pain. Revelation chapter 21. Look at verse 4. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there shall be no more deaths. Nor sorrow, nor crying. And there shall be no more pain. For the former things have passed away. Look at that. There shall be no more pain. Now, we, we need to talk about it. Because so, some of us now, we are in pain. And somebody may want to say, Well, Prophet, why can't God take away my pain? I'm sick. I'm sick on this. I'm on the sick bed now. Why can't God heal me? Now, God can heal you. God can take away your pain. And tonight, He's going to take away your pain. But more than your pain, more than your sickness, more than your problem, God wants you and I to prepare for his second coming. Because we are going to a place where there won't be pain anymore. So let us endure. Let us endure. I, I, I want to say this, a change of government may not necessarily bring a change to a land or to a nation. Because, because many people believe, well, let's, let's, have a, let's have the election. Maybe the, the, the next president that will be elected is, is going to be the savior 
I want us to know that right from the time of the Old Testament, there have always been time when they keep having different judges and different kings, and all of them failed. All of them. All of them. And let me tell us this, you know, president will fail, government will fail. And this is to point to us that only, only the kingdom of Christ will not fail. And Christ is going to be the last, gov the last governor. Christ is going to be the last king that will reign. Look at that. And in his kingdom, there won't be, there won't be pain. In his kingdom, there won't be sorrow. In his kingdom, sin will not exist. So all the government of this world will continue to fail. Let me tell us that. It will continue to fail. But one thing we need to, to look forward to is the kingdom of Christ that he has promised to us. The kingdom of Christ. I'm not saying that people should not vote when the election time comes. We, let's vote. Let's you know, do our civic right. But I want us to know that change in government does not bring change to a land. Because the government of this world will always fail. Look at the number of kings that have ruled the nation of Israel. In fact, the more they have a new king, the more they go into idolatry. It was only David and some few other kings that, you know, destroy idolatry, uh, idol worshipping in land of Israel. But all of them have their frailty, they have their failure, they have their weaknesses. But only in the kingdom of Christ is where there won't be any failure. And that's, that, that's, that's the kingdom we should be looking forward to at this point. That's the kingdom we should be aspiring for. That's the kingdom we should be praying for. That that kingdom will come. And I'm believing God that God will manifest himself to us. And we shall not miss his kingdom. In the name of Jesus, I want us to go and pray. We are going to lift up our voice unto God and say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Tonight, let your love be shared abroad in my heart. Look at that. The love of God. I want us to know that God loves us individually because God is omnipresent. So, which means if God is with you as a person, you, you, you have 100% of God to yourself. It's not that God is going to be 50% with you and then it will be, you will be 30% with somebody else. No. When you are, when you are with God, when, you, when you, you have the full attention of God, God treats you as if you are the only person that exists in the whole world. Look at that. I, I love that. He treats, you, he treats you as if you are the only person in this world. A man of God says something. He said, if, 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 if there was just only person in the world, Christ would have still come and died for that one person. That is to show how valuable we are before God. I want us to pray that God will shed that love abroad in our hearts. That God will expand the love. Because many of us, the reason why we are, we are feeling the pain and the heat of this world is because the lo our love for God has reduced. It has reduced. When, when, when there is so much love, the Bible was talking in the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, the Bible says, perfect love always casts out fear because fear has torment. Fear has torment. Go and watch it. Anything that you love doing, you, you, won't, you won't feel any pain in doing it. Look at, for example, when when Jacob, when Jacob wanted to marry uh, Rachel, the Bible says, because of the love that Jacob had for Rachel, he served his uncle Laban for seven years. And the Bible said the seven years was, that was just like few days because of the love. Love, when, we, when, our love, when the love of God in our heart is so, is so expanded, 
it will help us to forget about the current pain that we are going through in this world. The reason why we are we are we are we are we are we are feeling the pain, the heat, the pressure of this world now is because the love of God has not taken over. When the love of God takes over our hearts, oh my God, it will kill the pain. It is like a painkiller. <laughs> I want to tell that sister, you are you are in pain. Don't focus on the love of God. If you focus on the pain, the pain will continue. But when you focus on the love of God, the love of God is, is going to be like a painkiller. It's a pain medicine. I want us to lift up our voice and say, Lord, let your love be spread ab- abroad in my heart. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. The book of Romans chapter 5 verse 5. The Bible says, For the love of Christ has been spread abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost who has been given to us. It's one that can expand the love of God in our heart. It's one that can make the love of God in our heart to grow. When that love grows, we don't focus too much on what is going on around us in the world anymore. We don't focus on the pain. We don't focus on the pressure. We don't focus on the rumors of war because the love of God has consumed our heart. I want us to lift up our voice and say, Lord, let your love increase. Let let, let, let let your love expand in my heart. In the name of Jesus. Kalima Kundalima Sidikapolia. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Let your love be spread abroad in our hearts. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. I want us to lift up our voice. We are, we are going to crown to God and say, My Father, help me to begin to hate what you hate. And to begin to love only what you love. Look at that. Look at that prayer point. The book of Hebrew chapter 1, talking about Jesus. Hebrew chapter 1 verse 10. I mean is it verse 9 rather. Hebrew chapter 1 verse 9. Look at what the Bible says. You have loved righteousness. This is talking about Jesus. It says you have loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. I want us to pray and say, Lord, help me to hate what you hate. That is the key to the kingdom. And, and, and at, at this point, we need to begin to hate what God hates. God hates sins. Look at that. How do, we, how do we know that we are growing as Christians? We will begin to have perfect hatred for sin. That is how we know that we are preparing ourselves for the second coming. If at this point, as believers, we still have some sins in our life that we love so much or that we have been so engrossed in, we need to begin to pray for hatred for that sin. But that, that is going to be a weight on us when Christ shall return. I want us to lift up our voice. I said, Lord, tonight, help me to begin to hate what you hate. And help me to begin to love only what you love. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Lord, help us to begin to hate what you hate. In the name of Jesus, let there be a perfect hatred for sin, perfect hatred for iniquity, perfect hatred for, for, for hunger, for lust, perfect hatred for sins. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Masataya Lagaba. Oh God, help us to begin to hate only what you hate and to begin to love only what you love. You love righteousness. Help us to love righteousness. 
You love holiness. Help us to love holiness. You love justice. Help us to love justice. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Malika Basidikapa. Lord, help us only to hate what you hate and to love what you love. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I pray that tonight, God will inject in us perfect hatred for sin. In the name of Jesus. Oh my God. I want us to pray. Let's turn the prayer around. I want us to pray and say, Father, you know, anything that is in me that always that always attracts sin into my life. Let every magnet of sin, I want us to pray that God will destroy that magnet, magnet of sin. Do you know some people want to do right? But sin, there's something in them that attracts sin. There's something in them that attracts wrong people to their life. It's not all kids that are bad kids. Do you know some, some children, they go to school, but because of something in them that attract, maybe they maybe they, they just have this. Uh, they, they, you, you know, from the tribe I come from, in Yoruba, they said the, the person have the skin of love, the skin of love, which means anywhere the person go to, people just love him naturally. That can be, that can be a weakness because if everybody loves them, both the wrong and the good people will be attracted to them. And the same thing can happen to our children too. Not that they are bad. Some of us, we have, we have children that are maybe stubborn a little bit. It, it could be that people don't love, love them. They want to associate with them. And, 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 and they are also having wrong people attracting themselves to them. Who are misleading them. Who are misleading them. I want us to pray. We are going to cry to God. And say, my father, let every magnet, every evil magnet in me, that always attracts sin. Ah, that always attract wrong people, wrong crowd to me. Father, tonight, let that magnet be destroyed. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Let that magnet, magnet that attract sins, magnet that attract evil, magnet that attract wrong people into our life. Father, tonight, let that magnet be destroyed by fire. I want us to pray. Let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Destroy that magnet. Evil magnet in the life of our children. Evil magnets that always attract the wrong things, wrong, 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 wrong people that always attract sin into our lives. Let the magnet be destroyed by the fire of Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to lift up our voice and say, Jesus, manifest yourself unto me. I want us to pray that prayer. He manifested himself unto the disciples. And I told us that he also wants to manifest himself to us. And he has given us the key. He said, the key is keep my commandments. Love my commandments. Love my commandments. Work in obedience. And when you do that, I and my father, we make our abode in you. And we will manifest. We are going to manifest ourselves unto you. I want us to lift up our voice. and say, Jesus, I want you to manif manifest yourself unto me. Let's pray that prayer. Manifest yourself. I want to see you. Manifest yourself. Manifest yourself unto me. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Lord Jesus, manifest yourself. You have promised that you will make our, you, you will make you will make your abode in us. You and your father. Lord Jesus, manifest yourself. Manifest yourself. We want to see you in the name of Jesus. Manifest yourself unto us. We pray for our children. Manifest yourself unto them. 
In the name of Jesus, we pray for every members of our families. Maybe those who have not yet known you. Lord, manifest yourself. Jesus, manifest yourself unto them. In the name of Jesus, let's pray that prayer. Lord, I want to see you. Lord Jesus, I want to see you. Manifest yourself. Manifest yourself. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to place our hand on our chest. I want us to pray that prayer, but we are going to pray it in a different way. We are going to tell Jesus to come into our hearts. There is a saying that says, come into my heart, come into my heart. Lord Jesus, come in to stay, come in to stay, come in to my heart, Lord Jesus. Now, we need to pray this prayer every day. There was a song, one of the, um, one of the American uh, musicians uh, sing the song. He said, I, I just want, he said, I just need a little more of Jesus. No, that's not enough. I need the whole, the whole embodiment of Jesus. <laughs> not just a little more. I need the whole embodiment of Jesus. I want us to put our hand on our chest. Do you know Jesus can come into our heart? We can, that's a prayer we should be praying every day before we go out. <laughs> so that when we walk, Jesus is walking through us. Oh my God. When we talk, Jesus is talking through us. Our body, uh, the Bible says, our body is the temple of the Lord. Christ wants to live in us. He want to operate through us so that when people see us they see christ they see christ do you know when christ was on earth people could not differentiate between christ as and his disciples not that christ put on a very big uh, heart like those like those that the bishop or the pope put on their head not that he has a special garment not that jesus has a big chair and they put the king of kings and none of blood on it no no nothing like that that was why they, the, those that arrested Jesus, they had to go through Judas. Because Judas was the one that pointed Jesus. All of them were the same. Ah, what, what a humility. I want us to pray. I said, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Ha, come into my heart. Come into the heart of my spouse. Let spouse pray this prayer for, their, for themselves. Husband, pray this prayer for your wife. Pray this prayer for your children. Parents, I want us to pray. Lord, come into my heart of my children. We can invite Jesus into their hearts. I want us to lift up our voice and say, Lord Jesus, I want you to come into my heart. Come and stay. Come and abide with me. In the name of Jesus. Let's open our mouth. Let's open our mouth. Lord Jesus, come into our hearts. In the name of Jesus. This is your promise to us as believers. You said in John 14, 23, you say, if anyone loves me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words and the word which, which you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. I want us to lift up our voice and say, Jesus, come into my heart. I want to see you. Come and live in my heart. Come and abide in my heart. In the name of Jesus, come into the heart of my children. Come into the heart of my spouse. In the name of Jesus, let's open our mouth. Lord Jesus, come and dwell on our inside. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to lift up our voice and say, Lord Jesus, come and impart your divine nature into me. Divine nature. Ha! Divine nature. Divine nature. Divine nature of holiness. Divine nature, you know, divine nature of God is what will make us to grow in the fruit of the Spirit. 
Remember the Bible talk about the fruit of the Spirit in, Gen- in, in Galatians chapter 5 from verse 21 to 22. What we allow the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of love, peace, joy, gentleness, faithfulness, those, those are nine fruits. What we make them to grow is when there is a when the divine nature of Christ has been imparted into us. I want us to lift up our voice and say, My Father, let your divine nature be imparted into me. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Lord, impart into us divine nature that will help us to grow in the fruit of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Divine nature that will help us to grow in love. That we help us to grow in joy. That we help us to grow in peace, in long suffering, in kindness, in goodness, in faithfulness, in self control, in gentleness, in the name of Jesus. Divine nature. Lord, impart into us divine nature that we crucify the flesh. Yes, divine nature. That we that we terminate the activities of the flesh in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Lord, impart into us divine nature that we help us to walk in dominion over sin in Jesus mighty name we have prayed maybe we should pray the prayer again we are going to pray this way I said Lord let the Adamic nature in me be crucified or be put to death there's something called Adamic nature Adamic nature do you know our children nobody taught them to lie Nobody taught them to, they just automatically, and it's, it, it's so sweet in their mouth. Nobody, tell, nobody teach them to misbehave because it's because of the nature, Adamic nature. <laughs> Adamic nature. It is Adamic nature. I want us to pray and say, Lord, let the Adamic nature be put to death. Now, let me tell us this. Paul said something. He said, We die daily. For us to die daily, we need to pray prayer like this to kill the flesh. As believers, we need to examine ourselves. Do I still have power over anger? Am I still angry? Is, is lust still reigning and ruling in my heart? We need to examine because that is how we can live a ready life for the second coming of Christ. I'm not saying that God, God doesn't have any concern about our problems. He has our, he has, he has our good interest in mind to solve our problems. But more than that, more than that, God is in heaven preparing a better place for us. And we mustn't miss it. Yeah, we must not miss it. We must. I want us to lift up our voice. I said, Lord, let the Adamic nature in me be crucified. That is to say, be put to death. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Let the Adamic nature, Adamic nature in us, let it be put to death. In the name of Jesus. How will people know that we are disciples? When this nature has been crucified. When, when we have put on the nature of Christ. When people begin to see Christ reflected on us. I want us to pray and say, Lord, crucify the Adamic nature. Crucify this Adamic nature that want to send me to hell. Crucify this Adamic nature, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Let him be put to death. In Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. I want us to lift up our voice. We are going to cry to God and say, Lord, help me to totally surrender and to submit myself unto you. Look at that. Look at that. Now, let me explain something to us. At salvation, at salvation, 
Our name is written in heaven. You remember that? Any anyone that give their life to Christ, a pastor will say, "Well, now that you have confessed Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, your name has been written in the book of life." Which means our name was taken to heaven. We are, we were taken to heaven, right? Now, by submission and by living a surrendered life unto God, heaven will come to us. Can you see the difference? Heaven, heaven, which means God the Father, God the Son. God, the Holy Spirit, they will leave their throne in heaven to come and be dwelling on our inside. When we live a submissive life to God, when we live a surrendered life to God, heaven will come to us. I want us to lift up our voice and say, My Father, in the name of Jesus, help me to, to totally submit and to surrender myself unto you. In the name of Jesus, help me to totally submit and surrender myself unto your word, unto your will. In the name of Jesus, let's open our mouth. Let's open our mouth. Lord, help us, help us to totally submit ourselves unto your word and unto your will. In the name of Jesus, enough is enough. We don't want to submit to our flesh anymore. We don't want to submit to the leadership of the devil anymore. We don't want to submit to any demonic spirit anymore. Lord, help us to totally surrender and totally submit ourselves unto you so that heaven can come to us. So that heaven can come to us. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And now, because we are still living in this world, we need to pray some prayer points. I want us to lift up our voice and say, My Father, as I go in the journey of this week, fight my battles for me. Look at that. Look at that. We are still in this world. God knows. He knows that for those who are single, God knows that they need to get married. For those who are sick, God knows. We want to, want, want to talk to God about those, those our material needs. The fact that we are preparing for heaven doesn't mean that we should be utterly useless. I want us to lift up our voice and say, Lord, in the journey of this week, because you are my God, because you are not dwelling on my inside, begin to fight my battles for me. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Lord, fight our battles for us in the journey of this week. In the name of Jesus, battles in our dreams, battles at our place of work, battles in our marriage, battles in our homes. Father, Lord, rise up and fight our battles for us in the name of Jesus. Every challenges, every opposition in this week, Lord, this night we pray that you will remove them out of the way. In the name of Jesus, Lord, stand up and fight our battles for us. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want you to lift up your voice and say, My Father, let every bondage that have been used to tie down my blessing, that some of us, we are due for some things. And this month is about to transition into the month of March. There are still some things we are due for. And we have been crying to God for these things from the beginning of the year. And look at today is 26. We are about to move to the month of March. I want you to lift up your voice and say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, every of my blessing, my benefits, my breakthrough that has been tied down in the realm of darkness, let them be loosed and let them locate me. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Every of our blessings, every of our major breakthrough, our benefit that has been tied down in the realm of darkness. Tonight, let them be loosed and let them be released unto us. In the name of Jesus, let the yoke of delay upon our blessing be broken. In Jesus' mighty name, 
we have prayed. I want us to open our mouth and say, Lord, as I go on the journey of this week, let me be anointed for success and for favor. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Lord, we pray in the journey of this new week, anoint us for success, anoint us for favor. In the name of Jesus, make way for us where there is no way. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth. We pray for all round success, all round favor. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke the spirit of failure. We shall not fail. For those that have exam to write, Father, we pray that you will empower them with success to succeed. In the name of Jesus, we shall not be defeated in the journey of this week. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.